He who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed means the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and throw them into the furnace of fire. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. With our Lord explaining the meaning of the parable, it then simply is our task to recognize the beauty and the wisdom of the way of God and to seek to emulate it ourselves. St. John Chrysostom and St. Augustine especially comment on this 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. St. John Chrysostom in particular points out how heretics ought not be burned, schismatics ought not be killed. He also makes very clear that we can get into murky territory if we try to interpret every single word of each parable. It doesn't do us any great service. What's clearly being taught to us is the Lord's kindness, his mercy. And how often do we hear these qualities of our Lord praised in sacred scripture? The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger. And yet this doesn't mean that the Lord is asleep like the farm workers who were asleep while the bad seed was being sown. O the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, patient and of much compassion and true, who keepest mercy unto thousands and who takest away iniquity and wickedness and sin. And no man of himself is innocent before thee, who renderest the iniquity of the fathers to the children and to the grandchildren unto the third and fourth generation. As often as our Lord is praised for his kindness, for being slow to anger, it's acknowledged, too, that he still renders justice, eventually, in his own time. And how many of us have benefited from that how many times? If we were punished for each sin immediately, imagine. If our last confession had never happened, if our Lord had not permitted it, Imagine. And so we can hear James and John. We can hear the sons of thunder clamoring in the background to bring down fire on the town that does not want to welcome them and the Lord. And our Lord says, be patient. That Samaritan town became a town of believers. He revealed himself to the woman at the well. And so St. John Chrysostom, especially, and other fathers of the church, make it clear that in this parable, we're, we're not... Making, we're not drawing too strong a distinction between the wheat and the rye, or the reed and the darnel, or the reed and the zizania, or the reed and the lolum, depending on which language you want to use. All the fathers of the church acknowledge that with time, some of the bad wheat can become good wheat. The souls that are opposed to God can come into the company of God. How many of us fit into those categories? 
If our Lord had chosen to end our life at our lowest moment and call us to account for our, our life and, to, and for that particular state of our soul at that particular moment, we wouldn't be here. But instead we are, and we're singing his praises. And so we acknowledge that every sinner has been redeemed, and no one alive is beyond his reach. It's good to remember, too, that the parable, as explained by our Lord, which we must take authoritatively, regardless of what other bishops' conferences of other countries say about the authoritativeness of Scripture, this parable is about the harvest at the end of time. So its primary meaning is about the whole arc of history. Imagine if, if at different dark moments, and there have been many dark moments in the history of the church, had spelled the end, and the Lord would said, had said, enough, human history is now concluded. How many more saints would never have come into existence? How many more instances of God's goodness and love and mercy would never have come to pass? And so we trust in God's providence that he is the Lord of history. And we realize that in addition to being grateful for his mercy and his kindness, it then behooves us to try to live our lives accordingly. St. Augustine gives us guidance. Oh, you Christians, whose lives are good, you sigh and groan as being few among many, few among very many. The winter will pass away. The summer will come. Lo, the harvest will soon be here. The angels will come who can make the separation and who cannot make mistakes. We in this present time are like those servants of whom it was said, will you that we go and gather them up? For we were wishing, if it might be so, that no evil one should remain among the good. But it has been told us, let both grow together until the harvest. Why? For you are such as may be deceived. Here, finally, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. What good are you doing? Will you, by your eagerness, make a waste of my harvest? The reapers will come. And who the reapers are, he has explained. And the reapers are the angels. We are but men. The reapers are the angels. We too, indeed, if we finish our course, shall be equal to the angels of God. But now, when we chafe against the wicked, we are as yet but men. And we ought now to give ear to the words. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. For do ye think, my brethren, that these tares we read of do not get up into this seat? Think ye that they are all below and none above up here? God grant we may, we may not be so, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you. I tell of you a truth, my beloved. Even in these high seats there is both wheat and tares, and among the laity there is wheat and tares. Let the good tolerate the bad. Let the bad change themselves and imitate the good. Let us all, if it may be so, attain to God. Let us all, through his mercy, escape the evil of this world. Let us seek after good days, for we are now in evil days. But in the evil days, let us not blaspheme, so that we may be able 
to arrive at the good days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.